0: Meat suits and me dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number one hundred and forty-five. We have now done as many episodes as the most common chord progression in pop music. One, four, five. Like huh. eh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that I guess a lot of people hate, but I think I might actually like. Uh, this week we're talking about atmospheric disturbances by Rivka Golchin. This week's episode is sponsored, of course, by Audible Podcast.com slash and weep. And also by Giuseppe DiMartino. Of the podcast Meat Mutant, you may remember that last week Emma of Meat Mutant sponsored an episode, and this week her co-host decided to also sponsor an episode. They must be raking in the dough. So everybody, go check out the Meat Mutant podcast at meetmutant.com, where they talk
1: about uh, religion and things. Please make this worth their while because they seem to be single-handedly supporting this podcast.
0: It's also possible that they have <laughs> jobs. I don't want to. I don't want to make assumptions about people, but because like I wouldn't be able to afford to sponsor anybody else's podcast. I guess is what I'm saying on my podcast earnings. Right. What right. we'll about Ezra yeah. <laughs> Ezra has a pile of, of, of cash under his bed that he's been stockpiling.
2: I mean, I don't count my podcast doubloons on my taxes.
0: But Here's the thing, guys
1: if you go in ones, it's basically cheaper than a real mattress. So. <laughs>
2: is are cripplingly expensive.
0: Exactly. Why not just sleep on money and feel
1: cool?
2: Let's talk about it. I said Meet under the welcome. mattress,
0: but you apparently heard that as in place of the mattress. <laughs> under the fitted sheet. No, it's just my mattress is a blank piece of paper which says,
1: I owe you one mattress. Signed, Ezra. Right. By which I can safely
0: conclude there is no God. Neat Newton Podcast. Go check it out. <laughs> So let me tell you what uh, Giuseppe said so Giuseppe says uh, a few years ago I picked this book up on a whim because of the massive praise and hype it was getting and that's when my hate affair began with the blurb you guys have to mock the blurbs on the book they're massively massively astronomically overrated
2: yes publishers have,
0: <laughs> must have been trying to make the next big Murakami or something but my description of this author would be Murakami if he couldn't write a novel
2: yeah that's pretty uh, accurate yeah
0: that's so so <laughs> Well, do we you guys see. have
2: the blurbs, or do you want me to read I, them to you? I
0: have some blurbs with me, so we'll talk about those. We'll get to those in due to, in due course.
2: No blurbs now. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little overexcited.
3: <laughs> cool it, okay? Blurbsided.
2: Blurbsided. starts the blurbs excitement. Start the, blurb- the, start the blurbs.
3: <laughs> it's electric the blurbs excitement. <laughs>
0: Nice, baby, so no shame. If you want to re- force of to read anything under the sun or watch anything or listen to anything or smell something... a uh, kind. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if you, you can force us, you can pick a topic for us. Go to read slash sponsor. Right now, we're accepting sponsorships for the next few months. Pick a topic up to a certain length, and we will consume it for you for just a very reasonable fee, I think, for, as far as getting to take over an entire episode of our podcast. And we really appreciate it. Now, uh, time briefly for an annou- uh, a, a re-announcement. We mentioned this last week, but again, we have coming up in July our second live show. In Portland, Oregon, at the lovely Action Adventure Theater, uh, if, if you are if you are capable of it, it would mean a lot to me if you showed up. So please come down. Uh, go to read-sweep.com slash live where you can find more details. We are going to be doing a pre-shark week Shark Spectacular, where we'll be covering three terrible shark movies. We have uh, our guest is hosted or. Author of the syndicated column, I Love TV, so a media genius. Also, the editor of the Portland Mercury, Mr. Stephen Humphrey. This is a a huge get, and he's also very funny. Oh, yes, he does go by Humpy uh, in his own emails to me. Also, you know, a really fun guy. I like him a lot, and he's a a great get for us, so Humpy is going to be with us. Do come out if you possibly can. It's going to be great. Um, There there will be t-shirts. Anyway, that's all I have to say. read slash live go there right now. Um, Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. Uh, Nice to meet you. You should follow me on Twitter. I'm at Alex underscore Falcone and I'm pretty awesome at Twitter these days so you should go there. Uh, Also, let me introduce you to my friends in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Alex, I adopted a dog for you. Is it a Great Dane? (laughs) It's the smaller
1: version of it and then later the bigger version of it. An okay Dane? (laughs) It's a mediocre
0: Dane. It's a very middling Dane. Also, It's an economy Dane. Also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith.
3: Hi there. Uh, I may be wearing foam slippers, but I'm not necessarily crazy. <laughs> nice to see you. Uh, and your feet are necessarily warm. Yeah, no, it's true. I mentioned low grade fever. Let's do this. <laughs> uh,
0: also joining us in our Seattle studios, she's at the Tanye Best, T A N Y E Best with a the in front of it on twitter in uh, uh her name is tanya welcome <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I, I already said that thing and then i tried to say it again and Then i failed that one got away uh, from you
1: alex
2: <laughs> welcome totally back, Tanya. hi um i have a lot of pale blue belongings and we're gonna go ahead and sub that in for a personality
0: <laughs> <laughs> i am so glad that you guys hate this book it's gonna make it so much easier um but let's talk about the book first let's let's figure out what happened in it chris Yes. You're a resident summarizer, of course, for your Delta yes. tones and your Freakish Recall. Today, uh, because one of my favorite things about the book was the narrator's accent that he did for Rima's mom. So please explain the plot of this book in a sexy Latin American sort of way.
3: Okay, Alex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed yes, <it>. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Leo is a psychiatrist in New York City, married to an Argentine nurse named Rima. One of his patients, Harvey Gets brought into the psychiatric hospital In the middle of the night Claiming to be be able to control the weather And that he is part of a mysterious order That controls the weather To project global power across the globe Leo gets back from seeing Harvey And his wife, Rima, is there with her dog But it is not Rima And it is not her dog It is fake, instead Some kind of simulacrum Some kind of double ganger Of course, like anyone, this fake Rima is really offended when Leo thinks she's not the real Rima, and uh, we're really not quite sure if she is fake or if Leo is crazy. Uh, They devise a plan to get Harvey to stick around New York City instead of traveling around and controlling the weather, which is to pretend that Leo also works for this organization and orders for Harvey to stay and control the weather in a local sphere. No, no, no,
2: no. (laughs) I'm very sorry. (laughs) Uh, But... uh... That is what happens with real Rima.
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> again, we have an unreliable narrator, which what? is me. <laughs> okay. And my favourite literary device. <laughs> Mine is the pathetic fallacy. When I am sad it rains the two drip drops. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Leo is researching. He's do- he learns more about the weather in the group and he discovers the work of Dr. Svigal Chen, who died a while ago but had a lot to say about computer modeling and, and how to interpret computer models of the weather. And yet, Harvey and Leo are both able to email with Svigal Chen. <gasps> Como no? Mysterious. <laughs> Doppler, Doppler, yeah. Doppler. Also, there's a lot about the Doppler effect, which is the. Meow. <laughs> okay so uh, Leo goes to Argentina to visit Rima's mom uh, mm-hmm. without telling his fake wife and he pretends to be a meteorologist for some reason and then when fake Rima discovers this uh, she comes down to meet him and he he says oh no I'm, I'm actually the husband of Rima okay <laughs> uh, so Harvey also stops by Argentina To control some weather, he says. But everyone is pretty danged interested in the messages from Suigal Chen. There's a lot about Doppler. Um, And uh, the book, it ends because maybe it doesn't matter anymore that fake Rima might not be the real Rima. And somehow with all this talk and perhaps use of this alternate world energy, the real Rima can be found maybe someday. So Leo starts to be more comfortable with this. And the book ends without anything being revealed. And I hated it.
0: I I want you to know, Chris, that I've always thought you were a good-looking man, but this is the most
2: attracted to you I've ever been. (laughs) I'm actually recording this from a cold shower right now. (laughs)
0: the compliment sandwich we like to start and end every show with a compliment uh apparently this is gonna be harder for you guys than it is for me uh but we like to go uh give you the option tanya as the guest you can go first or last in the opening compliment which do you prefer
2: um i'm gonna open with a short compliment how about that let's do it okay i enjoyed the brevity of the chapters. <laughs> Um, And I I will note that, because you guys, did uh, did everyone listen to the book but me? Yes, we did. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it turns out I I just discovered this, or rediscovered this recently on a plane that I'm a very, very fast reader with actual text. So Mm -hmm. I figured I might as well just read the paperback. And uh yeah, I enjoyed that every chapter was between like 1 and 4 pages. <laughs> that was I that was, was going to go. guess it didn't give
3: you a lot of progress. It's like it's like uh playing a video game where you're driving at an incredible rate.
2: Yeah, or the mile markers are like every couple blocks.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've never I've never been upset by short chapters. I'm a fan of short chapters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I it made me. And also there were actually some some visuals within the book. And this is not like a fun joke thing. This is just like there were like pictures of stuff. Well, I I, I, <laughs> I, had, I had
0: read yeah. that, that huh. there was a picture of Chen's family. Yeah, uh, which it turns out, fun fact is actually the real Svigalchen.
3: And that's actually Rivka Gulchin, the author, who's his daughter. Did he really believe in alternate worlds and part of a secret society that was looking to cl- control the weather? And control no, that, and that part's made up, which I like. She combines, she's got a little of each.
2: Yeah. She credits him as her company through life's alien corn. So, if that warms your heart, good for you.
3: If it <laughs> warms your heart, fuck you. <laughs>
2: I mean, I figured that was kind of what I meant to be. I
0: saying. mean, but, you know, it's inter- This is already the thing, right? Like a certain amount of quirkiness is really endearing, and and too much quirkiness is annoying. <laughs> Maybe it's like everyone can handle some Zoé Deschanel, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it just depends on which Zoé Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zooey? Zoé. Zooey. Zoé Deschanel, as I call yeah. it. Zoé.
2: Zoé
0: Dachan. Uh yeah, I don't know. I liked the I, I found this to be the right amount of quirky for me. Okay. Uh, I mean do you want to go into your compliment? Though? Yeah, let me do a compliment. Um, transition seamlessly. So uh my compliment is for hug machines for cows going to slaughter. Yep. Yeah. Real. And yeah, totally and, well real. this is something that he that predict as as is you'd expect with something like this where they throw in a lot of fun facts that in a quirky way that don't really tie into anything cows as they're going to slaughter are already kind of hugged by the machine which is designed to calm them down that's already existed and an autistic girl saw that and thought it would be nice for herself and built herself a hug machine and it actually did calm her down i like getting hugged i wish there was something that could do it for me whenever i needed huh.
1: yeah i think that's a sweet thing uh you know it's like a sharper
0: image maybe me- yeah <laughs> yeah uh i could see yeah. you buying this on uh, uh on an airplane from that little magazine in the front pocket, that's like, okay. uh, what's it called?
3: Uh, Sky, Sky Mall? Mall. Sky Mall. Yeah, I could imagine Sky Mall selling me a hugger. Yeah, they also have a lot of personal massagers that are not meant for use on planes. <laughs> <laughs> I How learned that out, out the that hard way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got some real deep neck pain. I want to dress on the flight today? <laughs>
3: Ma'am, that is not your neck.
2: <laughs> deep deep <laughs> neck pain. No, my my
0: you know, the neck bone's connected to the clitoris bone, ma'am. So uh <laughs> how we operate. I bet here's the thing. I never tried this, but I bet in first class they just let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna write go ahead and file this under cervical spine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think in her, in first class you deserve that. Yeah. I mean, I've never been in first class, but I sort of assume they do that for you. I think they, like, yeah, it's like like they pass out, like, you know, like a ray. Like,
1: I saw that they got full bags of sun chips in first class today when I was flying. What? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, if it's a transatlantic flight, they'll totally pamper you with, like, hot towels and things like
2: that. I was like going to say, it's called hot towel service. <laughs> yeah. But you want to ask for the other hot towel service?
3: <laughs> Any massager
0: you want. It, it did sound, Chris, you had so much authority in your voice. I really sound like you were about to say... You know, in first class, uh, if it's a transatlantic flight, they'll blow the crap out of you. They will <laughs> just right there in the seat. They're wide enough, you know. So yeah, just blow you right there. <laughs> well, they you probably probably are. What? What? They is wide enough.
3: <laughs> 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 he
0: means the seats. He doesn't
3: mean it. also oh, the man. stewardesses, the aisles. Uh, their, the people's minds were sitting near you. Yeah, you know, the real problem is when you're sitting window, right? <laughs> so somebody really has to lean over.
0: It's nice. All right, that was my compliment. Other compliments? More
2: satisfying than this book.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> what, when, transatlantic what, what, an blowjobs an are, blow are more job? satisfying? Yes, that would be
3: much <laughs> more satisfying than this
0: book. I, yeah, I way to give it a, an easy bar to jump oh, yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, I mean, that's a fucking thing. All right, uh, Ezra, compliment, okay, go. Okay,
1: uh, at one point um at one point leo says they he wish he lived in a simpler vaudeville world with uh the only problem's being uh with like the only jokes being that ladders are too short and everyone's slipping on banana peels <laughs> that sounds like a pretty okay world to me too yeah that's funny i yeah, like it like just lots of like everyone just has short ladder problems like that's like that's the main issue in this vaudevillean world um <laughs> and like I don't know. Like no one's found a way to like attach two ladders together or make a slightly longer ladder yet. <laughs> <laughs> or to properly dispose of bananas.
0: You know, I have a I have a friend uh, who who totally slipped on a banana peel last week. Slippery, Turns right? out they're actually totally slippery. Yeah, yeah. they don't they don't come up very often because we yeah,
1: throw I saw them away now.
3: about this, yeah, yeah, and also, Where, um, I mean, but, you but you they don't, don't have it. They don't have nearly the slipperiness coefficient as you know some other things. Like oh sure, like lube.
0: Alright, uh, so uh, I guess you've heard it here first. Uh, banana peels do not make an adequate replacement for Luke. That's not
1: what he's saying, just not a perfect replacement. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. You
0: heard it here first,
3: podcast you, and probably.
0: It, you probably did. My guess is this has never come up anywhere else. Uh, so, Chris, that makes it your
3: turn. What is your yes.
0: major compliment?
3: Uh, my major compliment is actually that Leo, in at least one instance, behaves very much similar to myself, um, which helped me identify with the book. Mm-hmm. There's a specific quote where he says, I didn't know what to do next, so I went into a coffee shop. That's <laughs> what I do. And that's exactly what I do. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, let's coffee. go get coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's a good start. Sometimes
0: yeah. Hungarian pastries, also uh, pretty waitresses. These are good solutions.
3: Yeah, or at least waitresses with narrow, sexy waists. Similar waists to people who you married.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I and you know what? It's not cheating if it's similar. Yeah, if the waist uh, is the same.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these triangles are congruent, man. I can do it.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think pretty much rhyme. Yeah. What a waste
2: You so I can't wait to taste your face.
0: Awesome. All right, well, so now let's get into our hate game today. Our hate segment is called Grand Hate Auto. So, uh, you know, uh, punch a hooker in her mouth and drive away with her hate. Wait, she had a car?
3: Doesn't she have a car? I don't know. A lot of people have cars in Grand Hate Auto.
2: Usually the the hooker abuse is separate. Yeah, they're called street walkers, not street drivers. (laughs) (laughs) How funny would it be to be propositioned by someone in a car? (laughs)
3: Hey. You want to get into this car and pay me? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, a good point. Well, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> that is exactly what
0: taxis do. <laughs> <laughs> Buses, too, now that I think of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Boom, guys. Grand Hate Auto. Here it is. I'm going to lead us off. Uh, this is on Giuseppe's behalf. Uh, let, me, uh, let, me, let me read to you some excerpts from the, uh, from the praise for atmospheric disturbances. As funny as The Simpsons? No, probably not. Well, uh, that's huh. kind
1: of there a, were
2: a lot a,
0: of episodes. Really? Yeah, well, well that's the
2: true. The has different ones than the the paperback. That's interesting.
0: Yes, I believe that to be true. So this is the uh, this is the hard copy. Uh, also delivers unforgettable joy. Probably what? not. Probably not. Uh, finished it. Also such things as erudite, virtuosic. Virtuosic? Virtuosic? Cutting edge? Yeah, okay. So those are all over the top. However, this is. So that's Giuseppe's hate. However, for Giuseppe and the rest of you, you have seen blurbs before, right? <laughs> nobody, They're not campaign promises. Yeah,
1: nobody writes a book and puts constructive criticism on the back. I don't know. My copy of the Bible says, eh, it could be better. <laughs> Needs work. <laughs> <laughs> Needs you. Needs With need a grain podcast. of salt, huh? <laughs> Wow, you went to Bible first. I like that. I just, <laughs> That's the only book I could think of. <laughs> yeah, the only book that anyone needs.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, and actually, there's some parsing of the book that happens from James Wood in The New Yorker um, on the back of the paperback. And he says, a relentless exploration of how man could fail to see clearly the woman he loves. Yeah. A novel that knows how to move from the comic to the painful. If any of this had happened in the book, <laughs> I would have been so much more interested.
0: <laughs> uh. You know, but, okay, in all fairness, the back of Wild Animus says a powerful and complex book. Okay. And that book is only powerful if thrown at you and complex if you look at it in an atomic level. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I mean, this is, this is,
1: like, this is what you do. It's advertising. Yes, but sometimes the line isn't quite so egregious. Like, like, there's a complex and powerful, like, Snickers bar that I ate,
0: and they're (laughs) spot on. (laughs) They put blurbs on Snickers bars now, too, huh? It's a competitive candy bar market, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best candy bar
3: I've ever eaten.
2: That was also a Slate, best book of the
3: year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a notable candy bar. <laughs> Fucking Slate. Um. So, I've got a hate. Slates
0: would be like, Snickers bar, could it be better with half as many peanuts? Yeah.
3: Thanks, Slate, way to, way to be contrary. Snickers You'll bar. Not- peanuts, are they fair to the climate? <laughs> right. Green Lantern explains. Um, okay. Awesome. All right, so, somebody else. Uh, uh, hate? Yeah, yeah. I've got a hate. What was our game again? Uh, Grand Hate Auto. Yeah. So Would I'm you gonna get a few v- cop stars here by um, by driving through the park and maybe uh, rear-ending a dude.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I just want to explain. Available on first
0: class. Now, now available in first
3: class on transatlantic flights on Virgin Atlantic and its domestic partners.
0: Yeah, Virgin um, Atlantic. What?
3: Sorry. Yeah. No one's uh, ever made
2: that joke before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just in the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so my hate is for beating me over the head with how unreliable this narrator is. Um, so, Leo, his thing is, whenever he reaches... He's socially awkward. And whenever in conversation he reaches a point where he has to answer a question that he doesn't want to answer, or he has to explain something he doesn't want to explain, mm-hmm. or something happens that he has... An emotion about any emotion whatsoever. He a doesn't answer. B starts thinking about theoretical computer models of the Doppler effect and how it projects weather. <laughs> and then C he just moves on to another topic. Uh, or D and, takes a drink or yeah. starts to eat something. Or he fills his mouth with something yeah. while he waits to do B and C. I mean, it's I it's mean- crazy. Can you imagine
2: are- if he had access to Snickers? I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, it's like this happens like easily eight times in, within like the middle third of this book. And, you know, let's just find a different way. Let's treat him like a real person instead of like a, just a lever you can. Uh, I, wow. I mean, like, it, I
0: understand the words you're using and I understand that you mean them as insults, but that sounds like fun.
2: Huh.
0: It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Okay, hate, hate right now. I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I guess I, I want your hates to. I want you to persuade me. Go. One. This is. I
1: just want to point this out. This is a very weird position uh, for this podcast to be in, where Alex
3: is like the one who's like, "Yeah, this Alex book, this is, is all the right. one Where we have to try to explain. Yeah. This wow. is a first where Alex doesn't hate the thing that everybody else does.
2: Alex, this is how we always feel.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, great movie. <laughs> and also
1: now, I guess I understand how Leo feels, uh, looking at his wife and realizing that's not really Rima. uh Oh, you're on to me. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. If if she'd ever had that moment, oh yes, you're on to me, and this is real. That would have been a good way to to take this book. Here's what happened. But it's
0: no, no. But it's not about no. It's not about her being a fake. It's it's about falling out of love.
1: No, look, first page, first page. I think my wife might not be my wife. Maybe we'll figure this out. Last page. Nope.
0: Didn't figure it out. <laughs> no. Because
3: I read this book for what?
0: <laughs> it's, but it's not because she really is not his wife. Because she really has grown and changed as their marriage has evolved. And he's fallen out of love with her. Okay. If that's all there is, why was he emailing with a dead guy? Because okay, because what he decided to do, this is so cool. He had this. He decided to fight his falling out of love with going
3: insane. He's like
0: he fought fire with dynamite. It was fucking
3: awesome. <laughs> He's like, I may not love my wife as much as I did. Nope, the person I don't love as much is not my wife. No, yeah, exactly. He's like, you but know then what? it turns out she's not.
0: You. So okay, so he is with a woman who is way too attractive for him. And that has slowly eaten at him for all these years, this jealousy of that everyone falls in love with her immediately, and he is just a dumpy psychologist, psychiatrist. Uh, why does she love him? And then when she starts changing and behaving differently, and she's making these phone calls and talking in Spanish to people who he doesn't know. Because and, she's from Argentina and has family. Sure, sure. But it's not allowed to talk. she doesn't talk to her mom.
1: Yeah, it's true. There's nothing as great as uh, not having to settle for
0: an unattractive person. That's, that's Look, really rough. So he is like, <laughs> so no, no. But so he's he's jealous, and he's let this little bit of jealousy, like this little like little seed of jealousy, eat at his insides, and it's slowly driven him crazy. And then he meets this patient who's crazy in a way that fits really nicely with the kind of crazy he's been developing. And so they, he decides to deal with instead. He can't deal with his feelings about his wife changing, so he runs off on this uh, on this ridiculous journey with Harvey thing that i really like about it is just about instead of admitting that his wife has changed as they've lived together like thinking about it in terms of her being a totally different person and whether or not he can love this new person who looks like her but is different and then in the end he sort of settles
2: and this is my thing though like so here's my biggest hate for this entire (laughs) book is that i hate this guy like, I really, I, there's nothing redeeming about him. He is obnoxious. He's pompous. He's self-obsessed. If he's not obsessed with himself, he's obsessed with how other people see, like, other things in, like, relation to him. So, mm-hmm. like, his, his love for Rima seems entirely based on the fact that he thinks everyone finds her overwhelmingly attractive. Mm-hmm. And, like, his I'm- knowledge of, like, who she is or, like, what she's about, like, I still don't really know like, right, who this she's, person she's is.
3: not a person in know of herself, necessarily, because she's seen through his gaze. There's this one point where he had this boss that was famously a womanizer, and then he didn't find Rima attractive. Oh, yeah. Quickly, yeah. And it caused Leo to have, like, this mini crisis that he didn't know how to deal with, so he flipped out and then, like, just pretended it never existed.
2: Yeah, no, and he ends that chapter where he talks about that boss issue by being like, but my boss was wrong. Which is just like, I want to stab you in the face. Like, I just I just found him, like, just like a complete slimy bastard. And I couldn't have cared less about his stupid problems. <laughs>
1: okay, guys. Look, I, here's the thing. Not the worst thing we've read on the show. Nope. The- that was
3: Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah, still. Still. Raining champ. <laughs> really? For a couple oh. weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and uh, no, no, undoubtedly. I still can't get the shades- boom boom of Wild Animus out Wh- of my head. Um...
0: Mm-hmm. Those two are hard. I would put I would put Fifty Shades above it, but I realized that part of that could be just recency. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, guys. The thing that was, that was annoying for this,
1: all right, it's not... A, uh, Alex, if everything you said, like, in this book happened in, like, 20 pages as a short story, I would <laughs> say, hey, that's a pretty, all right, short story. I would have enjoyed that. It's just <laughs> yes. like, it's like when you take, like, one bouillon Cube, and you feel like, you know, like, I don't know, like gallon pot of water and it's like that's not going to be as flavorful as it would have been uh and i'm not going to enjoy In it that two
3: much. cups which i think is the proper amount exactly yeah gordon ramsey would have some problems I
0: think. yeah right uh, <laughs> a little look i mean i will agree with you it's a bit under seasoned or or Ooh, under under plotted there there a lot more could have happened uh but
2: a lot fewer complicated atmospheric drawings how about that?
0: Did you have drawings? In yours? I wish
2: I could have yeah, seen the drawings. Yeah, it didn't help. <laughs>
0: I, don't, I felt like at the same time, like he gave me that. He gave me the cow hugging machine. He gave like the character gave me the best description of the Doppler effect
3: that I've ever had. Really, it's as though there were a source emitting yeah. copies of your wife. Well, yeah, at there you, was a the source of remas. And away. as you get
0: closer to the rema source, there are more frequent remas coming at you. That's the best. Seriously. Yeah, is, it was such oh a good explanation. If they were
1: ducks instead of Remus, I would have been happy. So I can kind okay. understand that. So
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it hard right here. But as a kid, I had the Brief History of Time interactive CD ROM uh-huh. software application. Uh-huh. In that, there was a clip from a movie where Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein were talking. Um, and she gave a really excellent explanation of the Doppler Well,
0: effects. not all of us were rolling in CD ROMs as kids. Maybe some of us were poor, and got our first CD ROM was <laughs> in Carta. Oh uh,
3: no, mine was mine was still in Carta. <laughs> okay.
0: Maybe that was our only one. We also had played, a trial version maids.
3: of the of Solid Snake. But that's it. Oh man, we, we our computer came with the golf, the PGA285. Yeah.
0: Nice. We we had train yeah. simulator. Did you know Microsoft mm. made a train simulator? I knew <laughs> that was the case. It's I, like flight simulator played. if left, right, and up and down are not options. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was actually kind of fun. But really, it was two buttons, go and stop.
3: Those were it. Uh, yeah, I bet you saw a lot of great virtualized countryside. Yeah. See, at at one, the time, considered very well realized. I should I should say <laughs> my,
0: my dad loved this game. And at one point, he actually had my mom come in and sit next to him at the computer oh. as if she was riding in his... while well, he was taking her on a, a train ride around the countryside. It was so cool. Did he put on a little cap? <laughs> no i now i know what i'm gonna buy him for his birthday <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay this was another thing that i i didn't find charming at all and i would love to get your your perspective on this when he talks about lying next to her in bed and putting her hair in his mouth yeah,
3: yeah.
2: As well, like a comfort okay
0: thing? okay yes i mean <laughs> no I, I think that's weird however i'd like to go back to one of the fundamental rules of relationships which is couples are gross Oh, I thought it was like anything goes. No, <laughs> no it
1: was like no. That's out. Yeah, yeah. No.
2: Everybody's no. got their own blankie, which in this case is a person. I I understand really... on
1: accident eating someone's hair. Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: on purpose, though. Look, I, I mean, I think I think all of us, all because all three of all four of us, I guess, in three couples have been dating for a long time, and I'm not going to ask you to tell me what your thing is. But you're a little gross. There's something you do that's a little gross.
3: Well, um,
1: be that as it may, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first rule is couples are gross. The
1: second rule is couples get to be really judgmental about other couples. <laughs> oh, that's
3: your thing. Ew.
0: All right, everybody, uh, places, places for the Audible promo number 145. Alex, Alex, we can't do the ad. What? Why not? Because I'm not really Ezra.
1: Okay. I woke up this morning, I looked in the mirror, and even though I'm close,
0: definitely not Ezra we're going to have to cancel the Audible ad just because...
3: Alex, we got to cancel the ad. But not you, too. I'm not the real Chris. Ah, Jesus. I smell like Chris. I like Tillamook peanut butter and chocolate ice cream just like Chris, but I'm just a simulacrum. <laughs> simu- <laughs> a, a simulacrum? Yes. Uh, the real Chris would have been able to pronounce
0: that word. I, guys, I cannot deal with this right now. I'm having sort of a, a an <coughs> emotional crisis about my feeling for this book. Oh, Tanya, Tanya, thank God. Uh, are you still all right, right? Of course. I'm
2: Tonka. From the podcast.
0: You mean Tanya? You got it, Slick. Has Chris... I'm sorry, who? (sighs) The the simulacrums of of Ezra and Chris... Present. present. (laughs) Uh, Tanya, uh,
3: isn't Tanya, she's a doppelganger. Oh, so you believe her and not me fake Chris. I'm going to rage eat a quart of ice cream now. And I'm going to make a rage sandwich with my
0: new rage panini press. Okay, look at her, you guys. She's, she's leaning in midair and sipping Diet RC Cola through a twisty straw. Huh. Right? Hey, Tanya. Tanya. Tonka. Yours? You're not the real Tanya, are you?
2: Induniably. Baked beans.
0: Okay, we're scrubbing the ad. No ad until Tanya's Tanya
1: again. Actually, Alex, I've looked into this and we don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe we should just have her deliver the pitch. We can always fix it in post.
2: Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Sign up and get a free grumble steak. And keep that slabzilla, even if you crumple. Over lunchbox Zumbas to choose from. And the brick house? We collect it. Slurp Thomas Pynchon Tuesdays.
3: Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Get your free grumble steak today.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, fucking A. Great job, Tony. Nice to you
0: things just ain't the same for gangsters times is changing young niggas is aging becoming ogs in the game and changing to make way for these new names and faces but the strangest
3: things can happen from rapping when niggas get wrapped up
0: in- here's the thing i've never been this is a this is a book for me where i feel like the whole time i was like on the edge where i could have gone either way and i i guess i was just because uh, of having read Murakami, I was just assuming there was going to be no ending at all and no plot at all and, and none of it was going to make any sense and it sort of made sense and had sort of an ending so that was when, maybe that was it, it was just more than I was expecting Alex, I think you feel how I usually feel and I feel how you usually feel and I don't like it at all <laughs> <laughs> So if I touch myself, will you feel it?
2: <laughs> I don't know, don't uh, try well, Let's, start let's the not should. record this let's, part.
0: We'll start at the shoulders <laughs>
1: What do you think? Oh it's like a cattle hug machine. <laughs>
0: um, You're comforted. Yeah, I am a little comforted. All right, uh, guys, so we are going to play. Uh, if we got a new game today. Because of this bizarre scenario we found ourselves in, we're going to play the game of Battleship. So the way this works is each person gets a chance to send a volley, either a quick hate or a quick like, over the fence. Uh, I guess it's a fence, uh, and uh, and the other team has to fairly determine if it's a hit or a miss. If it's a hit, if it if it uh, persuades you, then you can uh, say what ship it's attached to, and the first person to sink a ship, or the first team to sink a ship wins. Does that sound good?
3: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, Alex,
1: oh. I, I, can I go first, guys? Yeah. Yep. Okay, Alex, I think this book would have been drastically improved if you cut any scene from Fifty Shades of Grey and insert it into it.
2: <laughs> what,
1: what does that say about this book, then?
2: I was say, this, book is, this book is weirdly sexless. Chris is never gonna stop making that noise.
3: <laughs> if there was any scene in this book, that was that's when I saw his red room of pain.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god! All
0: right, I'll give you a hit. <laughs> All
3: right. <laughs>
0: Uh, you, you, you hit my, uh, my, my cruiser, which is a size of three. Ooh. Okay.
3: Uh, all right. <laughs> no, you cannot take off my t-shirt. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So, uh, so I'll, I'll send one, uh, the bromance with Harvey is kind of charming where
3: they're hanging out also. in Patagonia and talking Just about the weather it's kind of cute please do more for me than tell me that there were two guys hanging out in nature what do you mean by bromance
0: well they both it like when as soon as harvey was able to realize that he could he could actually finally talk to someone out loud about this thing that he as an insane person had been imagining for a long time and he was like oh man we share so much and then and then uh leo was like i feel better that you're here wow it is nice to tell somebody that they were so cute together Okay, that did kind of get me.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, no, I, I will give you that. I actually yeah. thought his fondness for Harvey was was somewhat okay. Oh yeah, I'll disagree,
3: but it's still two out of three on us, so that's a hit. All right, so I hit. Uh, yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, that was our submarine, Alex. Oh, so nice. Also, uh, a three. out of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What are the odds? <laughs> okay. So so, there's this wonderfully awkward part where his his wife Fake Rima is like, "Come to bed with me," mm-hmm. and he's still really wigging out that this is like the image of Rima instead of the actual Rima that he thinks. So um, he says, um, "Well, I would, but tonight you got to have the dog in the bed." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, okay. So for all his intelligence. A dog in the room does not prevent sex. As <laughs> any dog owner will attest. Okay. All right, so
0: I'm Complete torn on this one. Complete and failure. Uh, I'm torn on this one because I feel that way, but my guess is, having never had the opportunity, my guess is my fiance does not feel that way. Yeah. And so, because she does not, because she disagrees with you, I have to disagree with you. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. That was a miss. I think she would. She would not let that happen. Really?
3: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Facebook users, uh, <laughs> if you have a dog, why don't you let us know what yeah. we'll set up? A Was, is
0: that, no, pe- do people really do that while, while he's in the
2: room? One, you seen two. Best in Show.
0: Dog don't care? Yeah. I, I mean,
1: that's so, it's weird. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with you on this one, Alex. It's kind of a, I don't know if I'd really bring my end game with a the dog there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what if he looks like he's proud of you? <laughs> that's weird I feel like What if he looks like he's ashamed of you that's worse
2: <laughs> doesn't this go under the same header as my objection to the hair the hair gumming or whatever he was doing with Is her it hair the couples, the couples are, are gross couples but, are gross uh, couples with dogs are probably also gross
0: and smell like dogs no I well so <laughs> like they're not all gross in the same way so it's, yes some couples might do that and as previously established I'm allowed to look down on them for that
2: yeah
3: alright interesting yeah. so that's a miss sorry that's okay. a miss splash Oof. Tanya Splash.
2: Ugh. Um, I, well, I, I didn't, I, hmm. What about, I feel like this would have been a better book if he had, if it had just been, like, the story of him getting to be good friends with like the russet puppy. Isn't that what they called it? Oh, Remember you want Marley
1: right? and me? You mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like if it had been like if we had just taken it from that point where he like takes the dog for a walk and like they have like adventures together.
3: They <laughs> they just have a really nice day.
2: And yeah, and then the dog like helps him discover his inner humanity and makes him be like less of a douche to everyone. And then you know, at the end of the day, he comes back, and it turns out that Remo's real because she gave him the dog, and the dog helped him be less horrible. Yeah, I do like the idea
0: it. of a person getting to like a dog better. Uh, I also sort of like it could be like the dad in Beethoven, where he eventually yes. learns to love the slobbering dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, guys, for Beethoven,
1: what do you think? They do it or not with Beethoven? There <laughs> <laughs> definitely not too risky. <laughs>
3: Too risky. As <laughs> Beethoven is the size of two people, he's a but monster. Does Beethoven
2: like solve like problems? So maybe they like, maybe they. Well, it's
3: Beethoven solves problems by destroying things and then realizing they were silly for fussing over those things.
2: So maybe they were. So maybe they 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 couldn't get it on because they, yeah, they yeah. needed some protection. <laughs> they, and then Beethoven destroyed the front of a
3: drugstore. <laughs> enabled them to
2: like sneak in.
3: Yeah, or they had a liberator. Oh, Beethoven, you're chewing the liberator. <laughs> oh. oh. You know Beethoven. what? Turns out we didn't need it.
2: <laughs> turns out you chewed it into a more useful shape. <laughs>
3: no way, don't chew on the support beam
0: for the sex swing <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh Beethoven
0: all right, well, so basically you're uh, you're trying to persuade me by again coming back to a sex room with a swing and a liberator in it. That's what you guys are adding to this book again, but was it successful, Alex <laughs> Yeah, I do have a fondness for Beethoven.
3: <laughs> Aha!
0: All right, that's two hits.
3: Sounds like a hit. I'm one
0: away. Uh, all right, well, let me see what I've got for you guys. Um, so I, uh, I have this pet peeve with uh, things in like sort of magical happenings where somebody is like, oh, you're a vampire. Well, I'm surprised, but okay. Say it. Right, yeah. Where she just goes, okay. Well, I'll accept the existence of vampires, as opposed to, well, if there are vampires, then everything we know about science and the world is wrong. Or like, you're a fallen angel. Well, that's surprising. Like, I hate when people don't acknowledge how something could yeah, have a. You're ter- a magical
3: immortal. Wait, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, they don't acknowledge this. This totally changes the whole world uh, and everything that humankind knows, and I hate that. So, and at first he was like, "Oh, so I'm emailing you, and you're dead." well, that's interesting. Uh, what's what's that for? And the guy says something about being, like, between two universes or something, and they just move on, and I hated it. But then, later in the book, he's like, I realized that I should have gone back and investigated more when I found out that I was emailing a person who was dead. He caught me on it. He called it, he fixed it, he came back
3: around to it. Wait, wait, wait. So he realized he was being obtuse? Yes, about... And n- did not fail, or did not, like... He he never remedied that by by actually asking the questions. He just said, "Oh, I should have asked those things."
2: <laughs> no, is he does. That, he does your point? No, he is does he go. Said, he does no, think that, further you know. on
3: it. He does think that this must
1: be more meaningful. Actually, I, I noticed that point. I actually liked it as well. And I'm going to go a step further and say, if you're dead and you have email, odds are you're using uh, America Online.
2: <laughs> the number one email service for those recently passed yeah, you
3: know they gave away free cds they mailed them everywhere <laughs> Well and and he was using you'll
0: notice the whole time he was using his blackberry to email the dead guy and i was yep. thinking if you're using if there's something that has access to dead people still they would be blackberry like that's their yeah. one competitive edge they've been hanging on to a physical keyboard <laughs> and they can talk to dead people i, I actually- did
2: have a, I, yeah i was i was annoyed by the blackberry thing yeah. Him the, having the, one?
3: The BlackBerry messaging system with dead people was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty right? awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Furthermore, I just want to add as a bonus uh, for this. for my This is a, a scatter shot that I'm sending over at <laughs> your ships. But how cool would it be emailing the dead? You can't call them. You can't bring them into a ceremony, but you could send them email.
3: Okay, okay you, you can send them side. electronic missives that get synced every five minutes with your phone.
1: Side <laughs> note, Alex, though. Even if BlackBerry had some kind of an app that allowed you to email with your TED,
3: it would still be outsold by Android and iPhone like 10 oh, to of 1. of
0: course, because <laughs> iPhones, so, iPhones are so pretty.
3: Well, yeah, and, it's and Android has that turn-by-turn navigation. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it in. Yeah, yeah. And I file I... system access.
0: <laughs> mm, I, okay, I'll take the miss. You know what, I don't need your charity. It's a miss. Okay. I've, got, I've got one hit, you've got two. Go for it. Guys... <laughs> I think I have a
1: solution to all this. All right, Alex, I'm pretty sure I'm going to convince you. Wasn't it super unsatisfying when there's all this buildup and then, like, the ending pretty much just felt like it just was a random insertment of an end just because they ran out of things to say and didn't have any ideas afterwards? Like, that wasn't satisfying at all. Imagine if I just ended the sentence in the middle of...
0: Uh, all right, so it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. Uh, so you guys have to come back over into my world. We're going backwards this time, so Chris is up first.
3: Is that right? Did I have the last one? Sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Either you or Ezra, I can't remember. I can go also. Ezra. No. Oh, dude, it's fine. Well, but...
1: Someone actually, Ezra, to. go.
3: Ezra, go. Ezra,
0: okay. go. Okay.
1: At one point, uh, he ordered ice cream that was called calafate and it was blue Mm. there's a blue berry called the calafate berry in argentina Mm. it looks delightful
0: uh calafate
1: that sounds nice i like it it, and if you eat it it's in patagonia if you eat it there's a like a belief that you'll at some point come back to patagonia
0: oh like the like that bridge in uh in italy
2: the trevi fountain yeah the
0: trevi fountain that's what i meant Hey, nicely done, if, by
3: the way.
1: If
0: you eat the fountain at some point... Yeah,
1: you know, you'll come back.
0: Because you have to build them a
2: new fountain. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, And because you Fact. got to poo a fountain, and where are you going to put that? Yeah, the
3: only place I can fit a fountain. Other
2: than back in Italy, yeah. covered with... Yeah. You'd it be a little <laughs> dirtier. Yeah.
3: In need of a little bit of sanitization. <laughs> that falls out of your coal mine, and you spray it off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, so like men, I'm just going to chain off that yeah, go and back. say that... You know so this this had uh Hungarian bakeries it had coffee shops it had ice cream shops with exotic flavors. I mean this is basically ultimate frisbee in a hand job away from really getting me right where I live so <laughs> I gotta give uh i, I got, gotta I give got a little rotten, gross uh, I'm says- totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you, it's so
0: spacious you could play ultimate frisbee yeah, in first class. You know,
3: there, there's this saying that you know nobody turns down hand jobs or a coke. Um, really? And uh, yeah, I'm what? Googling. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to confirm this. Oh, don't 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 look at the first couple. <laughs> <of stuff. laughs> no, it, it, it's basically akin to pizza pussy Santa,
0: right? Sure,
3: sure. Everyone likes one of these things. Everyone that likes likes at least one of these things, and you're not going to turn.
0: Well, what about longer. Jewish, vegan,
1: gay guys? We still wait. Okay. I mean, Jews still like pizza. <laughs> do gay
2: men <laughs> not have hands? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying.
0: saying. <laughs> 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 no, for pizza, pussy, Santa. Uh, oh, they don't like pizza. I mean, it's hard they when you're like vegan, vegan. It's more like pizza's, t- pizza's just hold taunting second, you. Hold on a second. Santa don't-
1: has a beard. Works on Christmas. He's Jewish.
0: all right i give up (laughs) you sunk my battleship (laughs) all right i'm gonna move on for me uh so my compliment is that harvey is not a super common name and so especially in a book where the narrator's a little unreliable a little bit crazy i kept thinking that the character harvey who could control the weather was an eight foot tall invisible rabbit Um, working for the royal academy of meteorology yeah. which would have been awesome. And he's also very charming, and it turns out in the end he can open the, the gate, because he actually does exist.
3: Yeah. Now, I I was actually thinking of Dark Knight with uh with uh, Two-Face, Harvey Dent, oh, for the yes. whole time. I kept seeing him as Aaron Eckert. But then, as in other Aaron Eckert roles, just him being a terrible person.
0: <laughs> anyway, Jimmy Stewart, uh, Eight Foot Tall Rabbit. Uh, right. And if you haven't seen Harvey, you should, because it's a delightful movie. All right, uh Tanya. Major compliment um, the last one.
2: Yes, I I found this book's depiction of dogs to be really compelling. Oh. And it made me want to hang out with dogs. Yeah. Um from It's so. just I liked that the I liked the the quivering tiny russet puppy or whatever it was called. Yeah, it was just a little pup. It was just a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and it just liked being in people's laps and like riding around in a bag. Like that seemed kind of entertaining to me. Okay. And also the dog killer that was yeah sort of, uh-huh. yeah. Sort of tame and, and wanted to yeah. sleep
0: with, in, in bed yeah. with you. Might have watched yeah.
2: some sex I, or not. I enjoyed no. <laughs> well, and I sort of enjoyed the way that I just enjoyed that killer was around, and I liked the guy who walked all the dogs. That was entertaining to
3: me. Yeah, you used to have a, have a higher prestige job, but now he just walks dogs. Because yeah. there's so many dogs there, and the economy <laughs> there's is there's bad. there's so many dogs, and nobody living. can
2: afford the thing he used to get paid to do. Psychoanalysis,
3: yeah. like yeah. but everyone can afford a dog walker, apparently. Yeah, well, no. I, otherwise, I mean, you don't get psychoanalyzed, you stay the same. You don't get a dog walker, the dog poops in your house while you're Yeah, talking. exactly. You've you got you gotta I mean, you to take care of priorities.
2: Talk about a problem that needs solving. The, yeah.
3: The, yeah, the rule for me is always well, like,
0: get the poop out of the house, then we'll work, work on our feelings.
2: Otherwise, your house is filled with Trevi Fountains. <laughs> <No> fountain.
0: <laughs> Alright, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about The Avengers. The 1998 movie <laughs> featuring Uma Thurman and Sean Connery. Not those Marvel superheroes. No, this is a, this is the old flick, and uh, this is from uh, sponsored by Christian, and he just wants everyone to know that the word "the Avengers" has not always referred to a fun modern movie. So there are other things that it could mean, including this, and uh, so we will be watching that, and we will be back. If you want us sponsor anything under the sun read.sweb.com slash sponsor uh, just uh, get, go in pay us a little bit of money tell us what you want us to enjoy or not enjoy and as usual one of us might like it that's always a concern that you have to think when we pick our own topics we make sure it doesn't happen but for you guys who knows so if you enjoy this kind of ambiguity sponsor something possibly good right now
3: Hates not guaranteed please see terms of service
0: <laughs> do we actually have any more terms of service on
3: no refunds <laughs>
0: <laughs> on our Facebook page right now facebook.com I want you to tell me if you'd be willing to have sex with the dogs in the room but what's the weirdest couple thing that you know of another couple doing yes yeah nothing you do but something you look down on another couple for doing but you know the couples do it These couples are gross
2: Who just says keep it clean
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the power cow. couch dude. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us cool judge uh, you can find her at the Tanya Best. Uh, on Twitter Thanks for being here dude
2: Thank you It's always a pleasure
0: Yeah Thank it's you. ours too Thanks as always Chris and Ezra. Of course yeah. yeah That is it That's the Purged Cash We'll be back next week Goodbye ready. Psh.
2: Nothing from nothing Be nothing You gotta have something If you wanna be with me Oh man.